peace of our Lord be with you. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable saying, Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one until he finds it? Or what woman, having ten coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? Sitting with those words from today's gospel lesson earlier this week, my mind kept straying back to a conversation I had nearly a decade ago at the fireplace end of the Northminster Great Hall. Our church was hosting some sort of Baptist gathering, the details of which I can no longer recall. But what I do remember about that night is a brief conversation with a retired Southern Baptist missionary who approached me, introduced himself, and said, sometimes I read your sermons online, and when I saw one recently in which you spoke of your hope and belief that hell will someday be empty. It reminded me of a conversation I once had with one of our oldest career missionaries, who, once she had retired from the Foreign Mission Board, said to me, you know what I really believe, but have never said out loud? What I really believe is that God is not going to give up until the last lost soul is out of hell and home with God. Which is what I too believe, which is probably one reason why I am so deeply drawn to that small glimpse of God which travels in that brief pair of parables which travel in this morning's gospel lesson, those two small stories in which God is like a woman and a shepherd, neither of whom will rest until the last thing lost is found and safe and home which I take to be a small sign of the great truth that God will not rest until every soul God ever loved and wanted is finally safely home. Which is not to say that there is no responsibility 
to be taken, no judgment to be faced, no guilt to be owned, and no purging to be done. To say that our options are endless torment and separation in hell or no judgment is to lapse into the false choice of the exaggerated option. To say that ultimately every soul God ever loved will finally safely be home and that God will not rest until that day comes is rather to say that ultimately, eventually, on the other side of judgment, alienation, separation, rejection, guilt, and even human free will will not have the last word. Because even human free will is not God. God is God. And this is God's world. And in God's world, God gets to have the last word. And if God is anything like the woman and the shepherd in this morning's parables, God will not rest until every soul God ever loved and wanted, which is every soul God ever made, is finally safely home. At least that's what I make of the woman and the shepherd in the parables as signs of the nature and character of God. Of course, we mustn't make too much of the parables of the woman and the shepherd who will not give up until what once was lost at last is found. After all, they are just parables, and a parable is just a story. You can't pour doctrine from a parable any more than you can sift it from a psalm. To ask a parable to make Christian doctrine is to send the parable on an errand it was not written to run. After all, parables are just stories. Stories Jesus told to make a point. In this particular case, stories Jesus told in response to some religious leaders who were complaining about the size of the circle of the welcome of the love of Jesus for people whose lives the religious leaders found unacceptable. Religious leaders who, it should be said, were in all likelihood genuinely good people. Not in spite of the fact that they were Pharisees, but because of the fact that they were Pharisees. Generally speaking, the Pharisees were known, and rightly so, for sincerely doing their best to obey Scripture and live lives of genuine righteousness. 
So just because the Pharisees in this morning's gospel lesson found Jesus' grace too amazing and his welcome too wide, that doesn't mean that we get to dismiss them as unkind legalists. Rather, one imagines that if you could peel away all of the layers of their anger over Jesus' wide welcome, what we would probably be left with would not be anger at all. Rather, what we would be left with, perhaps, would be fear. The fear of facing the possibility that the judgments which had always mattered so much to them might never have mattered that much to God. So they complained about the size of the circle of Jesus' wide welcome and in response to their complaint, Jesus told them those two stories we read in this morning's gospel lesson. Those two stories in which God is like a woman and a shepherd who will not rest until everyone has been embraced in the circle of God's welcome and love which may have been Jesus' way of reminding the Pharisees that their limits and boundaries were not God's limits and boundaries, and that unless they wanted to spend the one and only life they were ever going to have in this world being mad about the exact same things God was glad about, they would need to stop letting their fear cast out God's love. And instead, let God's love cast out their fear. Of course, if those two stories had not made it into Luke's gospel, and Luke's gospel had not made it into our Bibles, then I guess that would have just been something Jesus said to those people that day. But since those little parables did make it into our Bibles, one can only imagine that whatever it was Jesus was trying to tell them then, Jesus is still trying to tell us now. Amen.